Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast, Halloween edition. It is Halloween weekend. Neil, what are you dressing up as? I'm already, as I'm already dressed up as a fantasy champion oh today. okay you and i will be a fantasy i was wondering how you're gonna slide that back into this, this episode well of this week we're head to head in one of our fantasy football matchups we are yeah um <clears throat> i'm currently winning after the thursday night matchup last night are you i am yeah i got mike evans i mean the tampa d i have and they absolutely shit the bed against the ravens they didn't stop anything they got maybe one sack and then didn't do anything they else stopped anything all year though yeah, I know, um, and I thought they were going to be a good pickup, but um, I think I might be dropping them sooner rather than later. It's bold starting a defense against Lamar Jackson. What else was I going to? Tampa Bay defense is like one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, they had no secondary there yesterday. Well, they're they're really banged up. Either way, we're against each other this week. Uh, you're still projected to win. But I mean, I always am. Projections are projections. I just lost um, a pretty big asset, which we're going to talk about later on in the episode. But for now, let's talk about the boys in blue from Toronto. Let's just get it over with. Let's talk about them. They played last night. Um, they lost. They were down pretty early. They got... Um, Two penalties at the exact same time in the second period. Um, it was a five-on-three. The Sharks went and scored on both of them. Um, well, they scored two goals on the five-on-three, essentially. And then, uh, yeah, the Leafs tried to mount a comeback and then and eventually lost it in OT. So uh, what's going on here, Neil? What's going on with the Leafs? There's a lot wrong with the Leafs right now. They're, yeah, they're they're competing. So you can't say that they're not competing, but they're just... They're competing because they're playing in a game, yes, in that sense. I don't know. If you're a Leafs fan and you think Sheldon Keefe is the issue, then you have bigger things to worry about. because, you, And you also need to watch the games because the players are out there and they just need to wake up. They need to go in and play the hockey that they're capable of playing. None of these players are playing to the ability that they're able to play. There's no second gear right now. They're still in first gear. And you're looking at Austin Matthews. Yeah, he scored a goal last night, but did you see where he scored the goal from? Where was it? The top of the blue line. Mm. Like he's playing that position. Yeah, it was a power play, but he needs to get in closer to the net. Like none of these players are hitting. None of these players are finishing their hits. None of these players are playing with grit. They just look uninspired. And usually when a team looks uninspired, instead of looking at the team and pointing fingers at the team and blaming the team itself, they blame the coach that's not doing the best job at inspiring them. It's now become, like, the Leafs are becoming a joke around the league. Um, after the Sharks won last night, you know what song was playing in the Sharks dressing room afterwards? No. Hall and Oates. The that's, Leafs, oh my God. We got to change that fucking goal song. It's so bad. Yes. The Leafs goal song was playing in the Sharks dressing room afterwards as a as kind of like a, a jab towards the Leafs. Like that was they're four three and one through eight games. And already people are calling for Sheldon Keefe's head. Mm -hmm. To be but fair, if you like, watch the games, like I'm not the one calling for Sheldon Keefe to Yeah. 
I'm not calling for his job. I'm saying the team looks uninspired. They just don't look like they're playing to their potential. They look like they know they're going to lose in the first round again. Yeah. That's what they're playing like. I mean, it is still early. Uh, of we course. are only eight games in. I mean, there are some comparables uh, around the league with other teams that made the playoffs last year, like Florida. The Panthers have the same record as the Leafs. They're four three and one. The Rangers are three three and two. The Capitals are four and four. Tampa Bay is four and four. Right? Like those are top teams that the Leafs are competing with, mm-hmm. right? So I mean they're not I don't know if this is parody in the league or what this is, but other teams are starting just as slow. Um the Leafs do have some injuries that they're contending with. Um like who? Matt okay, Matt Murray, Jake Munson. And those are big pieces, right? Those are big pieces to this team. Um, but if the players are playing this way, it probably means that the coach is going to be the scapegoat here. Of course. And yeah, like I said, that's always the case. When a team looks like they don't want to win, you look at the coach. Yeah. Same thing with the Blue Jays, like this past season, when the Jays were going through that big slump. Yeah, it was like, that's a good comparable. You know, it might not be Charlie Montoyo's fault, but he's the one that's you know trying they're supposed to be leading this team and so you kind of have to point the finger somewhere you can't point it at the entire team let's get rid of charlie montoya and what happened when john schneider took over they started winning again so yeah i mean there's more concerns than anything else right now we'll see what they end up doing there there was a conversation um that tim McAuliffe had with barry trotz on um tim and friends um, and he basically asked Barry Trotz if um, he would like to coach in Canada. And then Barry Trotz responded by saying, um, I have never coached an original six team. I think that would be really intriguing. So there's, if you break it down, there's two teams he could be talking about. There's two Canadian original six teams. One of them is Montreal. I very much doubt Barry Trotz is talking about Montreal. Barry Trotz is talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, the job is... I think because of these comments, people are even more so calling for Sheldon Keefe's head. Like, if you look on Leafs Twitter last night specifically, because it was very fresh with the Barry Trotz comments. So people are saying, Barry Trotz is available. Sheldon Keefe is not getting it done. Go out and get Barry Trotz. What's going to change if we get Barry Trotz? The team plays inspired. I'm not listen. I'm not saying they should do this. I'm not saying Sheldon Keefe is the problem here. I'm not. But I'm saying this is what Leafs Twitter is saying. Yeah, I mean, desperate. That's one word I would use to describe this franchise. That's the and, I, that's the fan base. Like, I don't think you would describe. I I wouldn't describe the the franchise as desperate. I would describe the fan base as desperate. Franchise knows they have the potential to win a Stanley Cup any given year. But the fan base is is desperate for it. The fan base is starving for anything. Just to get past the first round. Yeah. They're starving for it. They are starving for it. And it's not I don't know, like it's not anyone's fault. Like this has been our problem for many, many years. The Leafs are giving up two point seven five goals a game. They're scoring 2.75 goals a game. Their offense is horrible to start the season. That's going to turn around. Like You're going to see some positive regression here. You're going to see 
Samsonov's playing really well. He is, yeah. You know, Kalgren, yeah, the two losses that we've had so far. Shalgren. Kalgren. <laughs> Kalgren. Call green. <clears throat> he's playing call green right now. Mm-hmm. He's playing really green. He's, um, he's greening it up out there. He sucks. Let's let's not sugarcoat it. He's not very good. Like, what would you say they have to do to, to make this, to fix this? What would you say? They need to make a trade. They need to. I, I've said this all along, like over the offseason. They but need to you, trade. What do you trade for? What do you, William Nylander. What do you move? And you you need to get a defenseman. You need to get a proper defenseman mm-hmm. on this team. Like right? Who? Like they just look lost on the back lines. Like they're give they gave up more than thirty shots every game this year so far. And if you're gonna give up that many shots, I mean you need to be able to interfere with forwards coming through. So they need a big blue liner, right? Like if you can get a big blue blue liner, that'll only help. Right? There's I know it's early in the season, but there are pieces out there, people looking to deal large contracts and whatsoever. Yeah, and you're going to have these teams that are like, um, you know, not contending for anything this year. Mm-hmm. Um, like in any league, in NBA, NFL, MLB, you're going to have teams that aren't contending yeah. that are looking to, to gain um, assets for the coming years. So they're looking to gain draft picks. They're looking to gain very young players that maybe haven't played in an NHL game yet. So, and the Leafs have that. The Leafs have, you know, yeah. not necessarily draft picks, but they have young talent that they can give up. They can they can move in a trade to get something better. So, we'll see. You want to move we, on? I feel like we should, we've talked too much about the Leafs. We've talked for almost 10 minutes about the Leafs. Um, let's talk uh, a big trade that happened. I mean, a medium trade that happened this past week. Um, the Giants traded Kadarius Tony. Uh, to the Chiefs for draft picks. Um, I really don't care about this move whatsoever. Um, Kadarius Tony has played maybe three snaps all season for this team, um, and he's been injured for every single other other play in this for this entire. Has he though? I know people are saying, of course, like now he's going to be completely healthy now that he gets to receive passes from Patrick Mahomes. He he's, could he could go out there and be completely healthy and you know break out like he was supposed to do in the Giants, but he was getting passes from Daniel Jones. So this just makes no sense to me. Like the the treatment of Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony by Dayball and this new regime mm-hmm. makes no sense to me. They obviously have their favorites. They obviously care about other wide receivers in that wide receiver room. Yeah, Kadarius Tony. Was he had he had a bad hamstring, right? Like he was injured. He had about everything. Like it wasn't just the hamstring. It he was is it electric. Was a, he is a for, he's a first round pick. He is easily now the Chiefs' most dangerous weapon on that team. If he can stay healthy, if he can be healthy, just what like, are you? How are you going to feel when he becomes a top <laughs> five wide receiver? Rest I'm going to feel season? pretty bad, Neil. That's how I'm going to feel. I'm not going to feel great. He's never had a proper quarterback his entire career, his short career. Yeah, he has no touchdowns in his career, but he has two receptions for zero yards total this year. Yeah. I would love to see the the stat line of the amount of games that he's been an active player in the NFL and the amount of snaps that he's played or the amount of minutes he's played because he's never been healthy since he came into this league. 
it's and it's not even like the same thing. Like it's not even like oh a hamstring. He's reaggravated his hamstring. His hamstring's acting up. No, it's like a different thing every single week. Like it's his foot one week. It's his it's his uh, his finger one week. It's his hamstring. It's his shoulder. He's having neck issues. Like it's always something different, to the point where it's just being like comedic. I mean, like obviously, I I hope the player is healthy, but the fact that like it's just a comedy of errors at this point. That's such a good trade for the Chiefs, though. Like, they gave up a third rounder. So, yeah, you got a third rounder for someone that you weren't going to play. They gave up a third rounder for a first-round draft pick. He was drafted 20th overall last year. He could work out, but giving up a third rounder for that potential is massive. Like, you do that every time. You also do that trade if you're the Giants because you're not going to be playing him. No, that's the thing. Right? Like, So it's a win-win for both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, what does this mean now for the Giants? Like, where do they go from here? Are they investing a lot of cat? Like, are they now focusing their talents on Wandale? Well, yes and no. Um, they, they The way they've been winning their games is on the ground um, this season mm-hmm. or in the air to Saquon. So on the ground even more. Um you know they're they're still using Wandale Robinson and Darius Slayton, um, Kenny Galladay nowhere to be found, um, but he's taking most of the money. Um, there's talks about them going after Jerry Judy. There's been talks between the Giants and the Broncos apparently um, that Jerry Judy is on the table. I would not mind that. But um, why yeah, no. why are you gonna add Jerry Judy? Huh? What's the point in adding Jerry Judy? To add another option for Daniel Jones. But like I said, they don't. I'm not necessarily sure that they need it um, because they've been winning games on the ground with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are leading the team in rushing yards by a mile. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure that they need another wide receiver. Wandale Robinson um, has proven himself already so far this season. He's got a touchdown under his belt. Um I'm pretty sure over the past three games, he's been leading the team in receptions, targets, and receiving yards. So uh, we'll see going forward. But I don't think they need to necessarily add anything. Dayball's got this team turned around. He believes in this team. It is possible that this team could be 10-1 and one after their next four games. Mm-hmm. It is very possible. Very possible. Ten and one. If you watch these games, try not like, to try to hold that smile back. I will not. Um, how long have you been a Giants fan for, Josh? Um, <clears throat> I've been a Giants fan since um, I've always liked the Giants, but I've I've been a hardcore Giants fan when they um, disrupted the perfect season of the Patriots. That's that's how long I've been a Giants fan. So the Giants have had a history of losing since then, since Eli Manning's uh, downfall. Mm -hmm. And they drafted Daniel Jones, who looked exactly like Eli Manning. He did? Physically. Like, physically. Physically. (laughs) He acted like like him, too, yeah. yeah. He acted like him. Uh, So you (laughs) thought it was the next coming. Didn't work out that way. Daniel Jones has proven himself to actually be capable this year and actually... What are you going to do? You guys declined his fucking op- player option, fifth year option yeah. his fifth-year option for next year. Are you guys going to re-sign Daniel Jones after this year? Because now, what I just said, you could potentially be 10-1 after the next four games. 
you're way a, out of the way of drafting yeah. a quarterback. What are you going to do here? Like, what does Brian Dayball do from here? Like, he's a great coach. He's going to continue that winning mindset. He's going to continue to want to win. What do you do about your quarterback situation? Um, I mean, it's been working out for six games so far this season. So, I mean, we'll see. It does it does change um, my perspective of this season. Um from the from the beginning of the season till now, um, Brian Dable has has taken this offense and turned them into something that I didn't think they were going to be. Therefore, um, Daniel Jones looks better than he did last year. He looked better than people thought he was going to look. So, yeah, I don't know. And he's putting in the work. Like you saw that one game where his hand was covered in blood because he. Um, he was rushing and he got tackled pretty badly, um, like going to try and get a first down. And then he rushed back to the line and played the next snap, snap right away. And his hand was just dripping in blood. So he's like, he's he's working for it. And I all do respect to him. He's he's putting in the effort and I respect that. He's going into what, his fifth year? This is his fourth year. So he's going so into... Daniel Stephen Jones III <clears throat> is his full name. Daniel Stephen Jones, three. That's a hard one for you to mess up, so I'm glad you said it. Is 25 years old. Mm-hmm. He's still, he's young. He's still got room to improve. Yeah, he's been here for, for <coughs> four years. Still got room to improve. He's going to get a contract somewhere next year. Yeah. Uh, do you want them to resign Daniel Jones? Do you want to see some more? I want to see a big sexy fall down when there's no one in front of him or behind him. I want to <laughs> when see when he's running at full speed. He's running so fast. That happened again this past week. Eh? <laughs> he was rushing and he fell without anyone. With in no front one near him. him? Yeah. He's running too fast. Yeah, he's too fast for himself. Yeah. Um I I want there to be a quarterback competition next season um in the Giants room. I want them to go out and draft a quarterback and I want them to also re-sign Daniel Jones at a team-friendly deal. Um, and I want there to be a quarterback competition. Do they re-sign Saquon? Yeah, they have to. I don't know. There's rumors saying that they are going to move forward without Saquon. Why? That's how you're winning the games this season. Is with Saquon Barkley. That's literally how you're winning games. Yeah. He's an animal on the field. Um, but moving on to Brian Dable. Um, do you know he's Canadian? Yeah. Born and raised in Canada. We're uh, in Canada, though. Uh, I don't remember. Canada's a big territory. It's a know? very big place, uh, despite what most people think. Um, I've been to the States where I've told people I'm from Canada, and they say, oh, my friend's from Canada. Do you know him? It's not really how it works. But um, Brian Dable is Canadian. Um, when I found that out, uh, I found that out recently, actually. It made me like him even more. But, yeah. Um, he has turned this team into a, a, a behemoth. He has turned this team into something that nobody expected. Every time you see the the panel, um, the panels before games talk about who they have to win the game. It's never the Giants. Never. And still, even now, it's never the Giants. So we're surprising everyone. We're, we're making everyone look like fools and... The reason this team is winning so much is because not only is Brian Dable, you know, scheming up these plays and um, putting his trust in his defensive coordinator, this team believes in him. 
this team is is fighting for him. This yeah. team, like in the locker room, you saw. Did you see the video of? Um, I think it was Evan Neal um, after the game, where he was literally he went like live on Instagram or he took an Instagram video or something, and he, there was literally tears coming down his eyes because he was so proud of this team, and he's like, I I knew we could prove everyone wrong if we just like believed in ourselves and this is what this means to me. Dude, MetLife is lighting it up for both teams this year mm-hmm. in uh, New Jersey there. Um, the Jets, Jets are, are playing really well. Yeah. Giants are playing really well. It's it's bizarre land is what it is. Mm-hmm. Both teams should not be playing well. Like They were not. They were written off by every analyst known to men mm-hmm. um, for the last several years. Um, some breaking news. Tom Brady announced that he and Giselle Bunchen are divorced. Yeah, they. He actually it's he, finalized. <clears throat> he posted about it. He he, he made did. he made a statement about it. Um, basically, I do you have the statement in front of you? Yeah, he says in recent days, my wife and I finalized our divorce from one another after 13 years of marriage. We arrived at this decision amicably and with gratitude for the time we spent together. We are blessed with beautiful and wonderful children, who will continue to be the center of our world in every way. We will continue to work together as parents to always ensure that they receive the love and attention that they deserve. Yeah, I mean, so his publicist wrote that for him. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's pretty clear. Um, he probably had that, you know, typed up beforehand, ready to go. 100%. Um, I, I love that the part at the end, please respect our privacy at this time. Like, he has that ability to just say people leave me alone and everyone's just like oh and and his reporter and his whoever publicist posted that please ask uh i'd I'd ask for privacy at this time yeah um mri confirmed that bucks lb linebacker shaq Shaq barrett Barrett. torn torn achilles he's out for the next seven to nine months torn achilles um yeah so not looking good right now i'll be dropping the tampa d um after this week for sure Panthers ruled out Chuba Hubbard Why? for this week. Uh, ankle injury. Oh, really? So if Deonta Foreman's on your waiver wire, go pick him up. Elijah Moore will play this week. These are all news coming out, guys. Uh, fresh news here. Some more news that came out <laughs> this week. Um, some disappointing news for myself because I have him on my fantasy team. Jamar Chase will be out for four to six weeks. Oh. Out of nowhere. Oh, no. Neil's saying that because he's playing me this week and I'm out Jamar Chase. I hope, I hope you get better, Jamar, if you're listening. Literally out of nowhere. There, there was no injury. Like he, he, he did limp off, actually, in this, in this past week. But he came right back on like a few snaps later. And he looked completely fine. So it looked like maybe like it was a calf strain or something like that. He worked it out on the side, came back in. He was fine. And now he was limited in practice on Wednesday. They took him off, and he is now going to be out four to six weeks. The expectation is that he is placed on IR, um, which would mean— They haven't done it yet, though, which is concerning. Which would mean—well, they're going through testing, right? Like, they have to do all testing before they they make that decision, as they did with Brees Hall. Brees Hall's decision to have season-ending ACL surgery came out days after the fact that he was injured. So this isn't good. This isn't good for Jamar Chase. This isn't good for the Cincinnati Bengals. But they're going to be okay. They're going to have to change their schemes. They're going to have to run the ball a little bit more. T. Higgins is going to be a beast— um, if he's healthy, 
but uh, this isn't good. I mean, like, if you have a hip injury and you aggravate it, it's usually a week or two for you to get right. Mm-hmm. But this could mean surgery, and surgery means long-term <clears throat> injury. If it's a hip, yes. Um, if you look in hockey, Brad Marchand had hip surgery in the off season, and he was out for five months. Mm-hmm. He returned a month earlier because it was a six-month expectation. Did he come back last night? He came back last night and lit it up. Um, but that's we're not talking about hockey right now. We're talking about Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase, yeah, he's only 21. He's going to be okay um, long-term. But what are you going to do? How do you replace a guy like Jamar Chase? You don't. Um, you go and pick up T. Higgins. You go and pick up – well, T. Higgins is probably already rostered. But you go mm-hmm. and pick up Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Um and who's you, probably already who's rostered. probably already rostered at this point. And um maybe you go pick up the tight end. Hayden Hurst. Yeah, just go it's such a weird season this year. I feel like in all our fantasy leagues there's some some substantial injury news that happen almost weekly. We're in week eight right now, and there's been some incredible changes to the season. And like you have teams that have drafted very poorly in the top three spot because of this and they're still winning because of this and we were talking about this before we started recording going back to like the top first two rounds like you're probably not happy with what you drafted in those first two rounds with those first two players and i wanted to look it up because i have yet to look it up mm-hmm. have you seen i'm looking at it right now rounds? i'm looking at it right now so actually. round one jonathan taylor went first you're like that Whoever drafted Jonathan Taylor did not get the value. He's not happy, no. Christian McCaffrey, he's not playing like the Christian McCaffrey that we've used to seeing. I mean, he is going, right now, he's going through a, an awkward transition to a new team. They're trying to figure out how There's to There's so many mouths him. to feed. He's gone exactly. from being the sole focal point, only piece of the offense that is worthwhile throwing the ball to, to now being like one of four options. Yeah. Right, you still have George Kittle, you still have Debo, you still have Ayuk, Jeff like, Wilson. You still have mouths to feed on that <clears> team, right? And Jimmy G isn't the best quarterback, so I mean, I mean, neither was Baker Mayfield. Cooper uh, Cup, yep, like does Cooper Cup things? Yeah, you're happy drafting Cooper Cup there. Josh Allen, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Josh Allen was gone in the first round because this is a two quarterback league. Um, value is there. Derrick Henry. Are you okay. happy with his value, his return so He's far? Doing okay. He's Is obviously he top ten worthy? Um running back, yes. League, no. Um mm-hmm. but he's doing okay. Like he's not awful. Um uh, yeah. not like Austin Eckler's start to the season. He was awful. He and was now awful. he's the number one ranked. And now running he's back. doing a lot better. Yeah. So he's made up for those two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh mind you, you probably lost your first two weeks because you started Austin Eckler. So he cost you some weeks, but he's also won you some weeks of of recent. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Herbert hasn't been great has not been great and mm-hmm. since he's gone down with that rib injury he looks like he's injured he look, looks like he's playing injured not to mention he's lost almost all of his wide receivers this year Keenan Allen came back this past weekend and did not look like Keenan Allen still looked injured yeah Mike Williams is out um, who do they have right now they got like nobody man <laughs> um, they got the Josh tight- Palmer uh I guess um, Jamar Chase went went after Justin Herbert and and yes, uh, so far this season, despite this new injury, 
Jamar Chase has won me weeks. Um, Justin Jefferson went afterwards. He looks good. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Dalvin Cook does not look good. No. Dalvin Cook looks like um, Alexander Madison is coming for his job. Devontae Adams is okay. Like, he's still not playing like Devontae Adams. We knew that. New scenario. It's going to take him some time to find that chemistry. He's still the number one option with Derek Carr, but it's it's definitely not um, the same as when he was in Green Bay. Joe Mixon, he's he's okay as a second rounder. Stephon Diggs, you like him anywhere. Uh, He is your saving grace because you took him in the second round. I took him in the second round. Um, He should be above most of these other wide receivers here. Najee is not returning value at that second round. God, no. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Nick Chubb are good. DeAndre Sift has been injured all year. Yeah. And He's not returning that value. No. Um, it just so happens that he was on a team uh, that had to change her name to I'm Depressed because <laughs> of that of his performance. So, yeah. I mean. He has not won a week so far this season. Lamar Jackson is returning value. Travis Kelsey returning value. CD Lamb, now that he has... He's been returning value. You know, like, so... He did first, not start the season strong. No. no. First and second round, you're either okay, you're you're in a good spot, or you're depressed. That's Or you literally extremes. change your like, name to yeah. I'm depressed. <laughs> yeah. um, and you look a little bit a little bit down more. Saquon Barkley went in the third round, so yeah. he was 23rd off the board. I ended up getting him in a trade um, before the season started. God, that third round is awful. Third round, you had, yeah, you had Joe Burrow, Kyler, Saquon, great. But then Javante. I mean, Javante got injured. Guess so who drafted Javante? I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> he's having a great season. Uh, Tom Brady is not playing well this year. No, he's not. He's lost it. Um, he's lost Aaron Jones is not. He's so hit or miss. Uh, Russell Wilson should be on waivers. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Dak is not playing well either. Like he's he's also been injured. He is doing his best Cooper Rush impersonation. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we all? Tyreek is is playing well. Alvin Kamara doesn't have a touchdown yet this year. So I mean, like you're looking at these players in the first three rounds, and you're <laughs> either very upset or depressed, or you know you're you're just okay. Like no one has been blown away. No one in this top three rounds, with the exception of Saquon Barkley, is really tearing the cover off the ball, right? Yeah. So that's where we're at. You're not wrong. Um, speaking of Brady, what's going on? Kurt Werner came out this year, or sorry, this week, and um, suggested that he the performance that you're seeing from Brady and Rodgers, they just look slow. They look like their head's not in it. They look like they are not invested anymore. Yeah, they have some stuff going on in their personal life, but when has that ever not been the case? Like, they've always been in the spotlight. Kurt Warner has also mentioned that he seems like they they don't seem interested in winning. They just don't seem invested. And I think, I think that's true for Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that's true for Brady. I think you can see how frustrated Brady is at, about the fact that he's not winning. After every single play, if you watched that game last night and how angry he was when, you know, Mike Evans didn't catch a pass or Fournette, there was that one play where they had to get a touchdown um, at the very end of the game to just pretty much enable them to come back mm-hmm. and they gave it to Rashad White instead of um Leonard Fournette at the one yard line and Rashad White lost two yards on that play it was at the one yard line and he lost two yards I think that was a two-point 
convert. Was that the two point conversion? Yeah. Still, even so, they needed it to come back in the game. Yeah. And it was it. like a because that was after the penalty too. Yeah. Because it was a I think it was a roughing the passer penalty that put them. It was a holding penalty that put them on the one yard line. It was it was a, a two point convert at the end of the game to make it a three point game to try and get the onside kick. Didn't work out. And you could just see. Because Rashad White got tackled right next to Brady's feet, and it like I watched that that sequence where Brady just looked down at him and like put his his hands on his hips, like saying like What the fuck are you doing, man? What's going on here? And then he just walked away without even like trying to help him out. So you can see how much he's frustrated, and I, I do. I'm not gonna go so far as to say I feel for Brady, um, but I do see where he's coming from. Yeah, you know. Um. Yeah, it's it's a little bit entertaining to see the downfall of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Not they well, apparently, what Kurt Warner is saying is that they look exhausted, and I th- I personally think that Tom Brady's injured. Mm-hmm. I think he injured his shoulder a few weeks ago, and it it looks obvious that he it looks like it's bothering him. And some of the throws I watched that game last night, some of the throws that he's making aren't Tom Brady throws. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's been consistent with Tom as he aged is his arm accuracy and his arm strength. And he's always been able to to manage these throws. And yesterday he was just coming up short. He's, he's inaccurate. some people. He's overthrowing. He's inaccurate. Um, he doesn't have as much zip on the ball. And that all of that comes from the shoulder. And I think he has an injured shoulder. I get this is his last season. He's already announced that. He has wants he? to play through it, more or less. Um, now that he doesn't have Giselle to tell him to stop playing, I think we might see Brady for another season. Okay, I understand. He's already the most <laughs> unretired player in history. Yeah, he, yeah. he he surpassed Michael Jordan for that title. Mm-hmm. But enough's enough. He's the man is forty five. The man has three chins. But where is he going after this? Like, well, he's going to be an announcer with a that incredible deal that they signed him to. I'm just interested to see his hinge profile. Now we should make a hinge profile for, for Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> just like him with the Super Bowls. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hanging out with his boys, you know, the video of him throwing the Lombardi from boat to boat. No, the, the photo of someone holding him after he came <laughs> off the boat because he could barely stand he up. Stand on his own accord. Get to have yeah. someone walk around and hold him up. We should create a hinge profile for Tom Brady. We should. Let's get him back out there because we need Tom to play the way he's meant to be playing. And clearly, this divorce is affecting him. Something's affecting him. Uh, should we move on to our fantasy pickups of the week? Yeah. Do you want to get us started off here? Uh, I would like to get us started, yes, with um, someone that I mentioned briefly earlier on in the episode, um, and it comes at the news of Jamar Chase being injured for four to six weeks, and it's Tyler Boyd. Um, Tyler Boyd is not very highly rostered. Um, Go check your... I mean, when the news broke about Jamar Chase, I'm sure Tyler Boyd was heavily rostered after that, but it's worth a look. Go check um, your wave of wires to see if uh, Tyler Boyd is there. And if he is, he's going to see a lot more targets for the next approximately four to six weeks. It's good. Uh, Kadarius Tony is my pickup of the week. You already um, picked him up, didn't you? I did already pick him up. And Kadarius Tony, wh- I, let's let's just say it the way he is. Like, yeah, he's been injured. 
for most of the season, but almost all leagues have IR spots. And here's the thing. If he's not playing, he's going to be able to be slotted into that IR spot. That's where he's lived. But the potential that Kentarius Tony brings is super rare for a wide receiver at this time of the year on the waiver wires. And like for you to have a chance for a guy who's playing in the slot, who's so dangerous after the catch, he is the next coming of Tyreek Hill. Yeah. That's why the Chiefs went out and got him. So you have a chance to have a poor man's Tyreek Hill on your team. You're going to take it in week eight. Even if it doesn't pan out, stash him on your bench, wait and see what he does, and then put him into your lineup. It's a big claim. But go out. Comparing Kadarius Tony to Tyreek Hill. He might be better. It's big. He might be better. We'll see. Um, My second pickup of the week comes at some pretty surprising news this week where um, uh, Jameis Winston is healthy but now benched. Did you see that? I did. He is not going to be the starter. The person that is going to be the starter is my second pickup of the week, and that's Andy Dalton. Knowing that Andy Dalton has quarterback competition now, he's not a terrible quarterback. And now's the time in your leagues where, you know, players are on by, teams are on by. Quarterbacks, you know, i.e. Russell Wilson, are not living up to their potential at all if they are playing. Um, And so Andy Dalton... Before Jameis Winston, um, you know, when he was injured, Andy Dalton was the one, you know, like, and so he didn't have that quarterback competition. He could make mistakes. He could, you know, go out there and not play to his full potential. But now that there is an actual quarterback competition between Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton, he's going to be, you know, throwing the ball a lot more. He's going to be proving that he is the quarterback going forward. Um, so you have potential to see a, a brand new Andy Dalton. And it feels weird saying Andy Dalton is my pickup of the week, but you, you know did who not else have picked a up game. Andy Dalton already? Huh? You know who picked up Andy Dalton already? Was it you? It's me. Of course it was. Of course it was. Uh, who did you... So who are you going to start at quarterback this week? Andy Dalton. <laughs> who are you benching? I have Patrick Mahomes on by. Uh, uh, by weeks are a factor right now as well. 100%. Um, my other pickup of the week is a guy who may be slightly owned in your leagues. He might have been dropped. He might still be out there, but go and check anyways. His name is Khalil Herbert. Um, I feel like this player is going to continue to see more and more volume as the season goes on. He looks electric. Um, they're playing a team this week, the Dallas Cowboys, which is sure to be a blowout on the Cowboys part, which only means more reps for Khalil Herbert. And he has shown himself to be the pass catching back. And I think it's going to be that kind of game script for this team. So he could be in line for a big day. So go out and get him Khalil. That's fair. Herbert, the better of the Herberts this year, weirdly enough. Yeah. It feels weird to say, but you're not wrong. Anyways, that is going to do it for our episode this week. Um, Have a good week, everyone. Pow, pow. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast.